0: Lucky Boys
1: Podcast. Yeah, I totally agree. I think
2: the power lies behind the camera. Definitely. A lot of it has to do with chemistry as well. Mm -hmm. Between director, Mm -hmm. uh, director of photography, and the actor. I feel like it's a very careful dance Mm -hmm. that everyone must have and they need to know their position and the right steps. And a lot of times, it's difficult to do, but I think that's because of trust and kind of letting go some of that power. Did you guys have any of those challenges?
3: Um, I did for sure. Uh, in the beginning, like I, like, I think that that taught me a lesson when I did. Uh, if you're from New York, there's a little, a little group called the uh, Asian American Film Lab, and they do a competition called the 72 Hour Shootout, hmm. where they they give you a theme on the day of, and you got 72 hours to execute your stories. I think the first time the actor was writing something, and I was like. Uh. Nah, but, no we don't have the budget I'm thinking all this in my hands like and my friends like let it go Pat let him write. I'm like, all right, right whatever. Uh, and it's funny thing I'll tell you who who who's the, who's that person uh, later on and then the second time again and you're like hey pat do your vision let share our story like but you're editing it this and that and after a while I start trusting myself and trusting people and I was like hey, it just kind of flows you got to let people do their job so you can make it can, be easier on you you know and that was kind of hard at the beginning because I was editing all by myself, writing all by myself. Um, it's tough. I mean, How? did you feel that? feel... Like, letting go and just like, you know, I trust you, edit, direct, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely helped that uh, I saw your work in that Chinatown. Oh, the last you, tip. You, the last tip. No, right? no, no, you, you showed Laza? like three films together. Oh, Love Express, the last yeah, tip. Yeah. And so, I mean, Laza. I think yeah. the trust came from there a little bit because you created that community and they were all there to support you i'm like actually you know you know they say marketing is like 50% of it right so if you don't have that audience yeah you know to support you like we have with this i feel like there's a good community around it mm-hmm. um yeah it's hard it's it's for me to see that i was like yeah okay this guy this guy's trying to do something I'm, and yeah. i trusted in that way oh thanks, man yeah mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, th- I think with a Father's son, not because people saw my work with Henry, but like you said, well, they're craving for identi- they're craving for authenticity, and the film was sponsored by the community. Like you don't yeah. know, but the names behind the backers on Kickstarter, eighty percent was from the Chinatown community.
2: Wow, you it's know, crowdfunded, well, right? So it's crowdfunded, yeah, yeah. And I, I love that that breaks that uh, myth that mm-hmm. Asians don't support each other. I, I call yeah. BS on that all day.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's I mean, there's some fractions because some people are like, well, that's a Korean. I can't relate. Doesn't that because that's they, a what? Korean American, South Asian. Because people they they categorize as Asian American, right? You know, other people are like, well, that's Korean. I can't relate. To, I don't know if I support them, Or That's South Asian or that's Phil. Mm-hmm. So I think right now everyone's realized now let's help each other as a as a collective whole.
2: I think it's it's changing. I yeah. I, I could see that before being extremely prevalent, mm-hmm. and I think that. Yeah. Part of what made us all come together a bit closer mm-hmm. is this whole COVID thing. I think we started to realize closer
3: that, and also apart.
2: I think, yeah. I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I uh, you. Hold on. You know Physi- what? Physically apart. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of the the thing. I think they're starting to realize that um, even though we're different in terms of of your Korean or your mm-hmm. South Asian or wherever you're from. Uh, they're starting to see that they don't see us like that. They don't, yeah. They look at you as your eyes all do the same thing, and mm-hmm. that's that's what you are, and I don't really care to know the difference.
3: Yeah, yeah. and I think Asian Americans need to be aware of that, saying, hey, you uh, gotta stop having these little uh, internal infighting, yeah. infighting yeah. and mm-hmm. start to unify. I think, really briefly, like the Black Lives Matter we see that a little bit now, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's helping uh, the Black community, Asian American community, because when before this really big black lives Matter, i mean like it's been happening for quite some time but before then the black community i saw on at least on social media they were supporting during the hate crimes like yo don't do that to asians why why
2: absolutely i think cardi even like what car, car- i know cardi out, b yeah. Yeah, yeah, spoke sorry. out against it uh i think lupe fiasco yeah also spoke out again like why are you attacking random asians like they got nothing to do with this whole covid thing what exactly are you talking man.
3: about? and i think uh they need to be aware of that like hey these people are speaking up, and they're like our forefathers. You know, they went through the struggle, and we should learn from them. And also, going really quick, like the civil rights movement. Like Chewy said, there's an Asian American history that hasn't been told. But I remember you guys talked to it with Will. There's a series on PBS that displays that, and mm-hmm. we need to show that yep. in the educational systems. Like, hey, listen, there's both communities that united and helped for this cause, and we need to keep reminding that to the, the new generation. And, Absolutely. And not just for the politics, but also for the arts. Yeah. So, uh,
2: I think it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing when we start welcoming other cultures and yeah, supporting man. other cultures because in return, they, it, w- when it comes to unifying and having that unity, mm-hmm. there's a special feeling that I really can't eloquently put into words. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it goes as far as, as, you know standing together uniting with one another when you're when you know that something is blatantly wrong Mm -hmm. but on the other end of the spectrum when when we're together and we're not fighting when we're together at a barbecue Mm -hmm. when we're together
3: sports that's why there's a lot of chinese films that always has food porn because always bring us together <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, I mean, dim sum, you know, gathering yeah, together at the one table i'm just telling you,
2: like it, it is so refreshing when we don't draw this line this bs line just because your skin is different mm-hmm. your hair is different or whatever you whatever it it, it and we draw this weird line, like, you don't get me, mm-hmm. or good for you, because you look like that. And and that's really what it is.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And we're together, and we just forget about all that for a hot second, There's, it's a special feeling. Mm-hmm. And I can't really explain it, but I was having, you know, I, I was having a barbecue with my friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going, man, this is incredible, like, we're not here, you know, it, it was just we're all different races, and it didn't matter. And I'm out playing basketball with my friends, you know, and you know it's all good, it's all love, you know we all support one another, and there's no politics, and we're just hanging out and yeah, yeah. it's just something as simple as that and then and then, to the other extreme, I'm out here at a rally supporting them mm-hmm. and their rights, mm-hmm. and they're right back at a rally supporting Asian Americans and Asian rights, and you know just you, just righteousness all across justice. Yeah. And it's just a special feeling when when we see all of this. But I would like for all of us, including, you know, just people from all walks of life, just so we could just forget about this whole thing that where we got to go, where we got to label everyone as different. We're really all the same. uh, We really are. I mean, I've talked about this in another podcast, but it's ridiculous. I mean, you're really doing yourself a disservice by by not including or welcoming people in. In your circle, getting to know them only because they look different or they think different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That inherent prejudice that somehow we've learned along the way and picked up.
3: And that's a good thing about, at least with social media and the internet, they at least help us bring awareness and culture what's going on. Like, like a few years ago, like in my younger years, not many people were interested, like black girls into K pop. Now, mm. because of K pop, they see that because YouTube, Twitter, uh, don't get me wrong, TikTok. I'm, both, I'm too old for that. <laughs> but um, they see that and, and, and they're loving it. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, wow, this, they're loving that Asian culture that 15, 20 years ago I didn't see because right. back then we, we, li- we used to live in our own bubble. We didn't have social media. Mm, yeah. You know, like we clicked on our, like black, hang out with blacks, Asian, hang out with Asian, Hispanic, Hispanic. Now that our children and the social media, they see it's like, oh, I want to I tap into that culture because I, I love that dance, that food let's do it and there's no prejudice you know only i think the only people are prejudiced like the old school people some are willing to be woke and some are not so they're like
1: stuck in that mindset that they can't change it's like sort of like ah ignorance ignorance is bliss so i'm just gonna stay here
2: i I think a lot of it also has to do well minus the hate but just some people just have this superior superiority complex Mm -hmm. where they need to know that they're better than someone and it's a crazy way to think about it. when you really drill down just one little level going, I'm better than you because I was born into this race. Mm-hmm. That's it. No skill set. Like you didn't beat me one on one in a, in a <laughs> tournament or mm-hmm. we did a film together and we're comparing like which film is better or or we're at a boxing match. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're just going, well, I'm better than you because I'm this color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's just that's incredibly stupid to me mm-hmm. it, it, when you think about it it's i think it's uncivilized and i think it's it will never age well yeah. i think you know 10 years from now five years from now your grand your grandkids or your great 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 grandkids and you go on camera and you somewhere and they can look back at a catalog or, or whether the 1600s you write something and you are known to think that this is the superior race because this is it is idiotic mm-hmm. it is super idiotic and there's just so many special things from every culture mm-hmm. that we can take and yes you can pick on each culture's flaws because it's different from yours mm-hmm. and it can be it can look very foreign and mm-hmm. i get that but you can look at that or you can look at the glass half form and go wow that's very beautiful this dance that they have mm-hmm. or the colors that they have mm-hmm. or this technology mm-hmm. or this or this medicine Mm -hmm. There's way to naturally heal or not you know it's just there's a whole thing and it's it's just frustrating that we live in a society that's not completely all in on this when it's so common sense and i think
1: like film and media plays a huge role into that absolutely language because you're introducing people who might not be uh you know you know open or aware of this of 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 um communities outside of their own community mm-hmm. and you're you're doing them a the service of people you know introducing that those stories and those people to to strangers and mm-hmm. you're educating and you're you're enlightening them mm-hmm. you know that's what that's why it's important to have conversations like this you know the lucky boys podcast filmmakers um you know telling asian stories yeah, so yeah, people yeah. outside of the communities can understand us
3: yeah i know i i, I want to Speaking of stories on, on what Jason said about the railroads, like I'll be honest, like 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 the black community, I think they're kind of done with like the slavery, but it's been shown in the media, and then because of that, people see like the hardship, what they had to go through, the fight, and then f- moving forward the civil rights. For us, I think we do need that that cool that coolie uh, film with them working mm-hmm. the railroad to show our struggle, how it is. I oh, think-
1: like the where the where it shows a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm.
3: You know? Yeah, yeah, for that. But mm-hmm. at least for a film, in the film, mm-hmm. a well-executed film. Mm-hmm. War is just a little tap of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you know?
0: yeah that's really interesting because if you think about um, what we were taught in school about that time period, probably not much at all. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're probably, not in those textbooks. Yeah, we we're probably just glossed over. I mean, There's probably one, se- one paragraph right. or something like that. Yes. And me just transporting myself back to that time, it, it's like it's like seeing those black and white photos got that got colorized, right? You're like, oh shit, these is just real people. And if we had that um, experience through media told by people that are just real people, like us, like Asian Americans, it it could bring a different light to it. Because even me, even me looking at photos of those guys with cues and, and whatever clothing, I feel very distant from that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, right. like it's like a fairy tale. like So... Right. So to bring us closer to our history, I think history is definitely really important. Mm-hmm. And why that PBS documentary, I was like, oh, shit, why, don't, why, why didn't I watch this in school? Or, right. you know, because, you know, our parents are
2: too busy fighting to survive. Well, we're surviving. And that's the yeah. thing. When you're in survival mode, you can't get in a mode of thriving. But now we're making that sort of transition mm-hmm. cause, because our parents did their surviving. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, a lot of us are still surviving out here, but we're not like at the level of at. at as our parents, I mean, because they can't speak the language for the most part when they're coming here. They're taking the most low-level jobs available to them, right? And with the most f- fucked-up hours, yeah. you know, yeah. and the most fucked-up conditions. So, uh, and just so that, you know, and I thank all of the parents that make that sacrifice so that people like us mm-hmm. now can pick up that mantle and and continue that trend for future generations. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah and i think going back to what we were saying before is that asian americans getting into the creative field being the people in the room being the people that are uh you know creating that content um to to not be afraid to do that now Mm -hmm. you know because i feel like we're stuck in a mode of thinking where we have to continue on this survival mode um
3: and I see that but yeah. if
0: but if people have that inclination to be creative I, I say I say go for it because we need we need you we need people like you now yeah. you know um, and to take time and build that skill set
2: and nurture that and you know what and nurture it, it. It, it, you know is, I think it's also very important to support the people that are doing it mm. I think that goes a long way I think part of wanting this whole... You can't complain about or ask about wanting better for Asian Americans Mm -hmm. without supporting Asian American. This guy right here, he's doing... I'm going to support him, right? But a lot of the times when they say... And because I'm in the entertainment as well as you, I've met a lot of folks where they say... Asian Americans, but they only mean them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've read that's, it.
3: Yeah, it definitely spares that for sure. Okay, absolutely. Um,
2: like they, they're not okay with you thriving as an Asian American, mm-hmm. but they're okay with themselves. So when they say Asian American, I gotta sometimes read between the lines. I'm like, you're not talking about Asian Americans. You're talking about you.
3: That's why I felt you're not bad. talking about us. I, I felt, I felt bad um, with that PBS. I saw people on a Twitter feed saying, hey, it's great, but you guys forgot about the South Asians, you know? Because, like, I don't see myself as the Koreans, the Filipinos, the Chinese. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, but, man, that's Asian American history has been absent and disappearing for so long. That's one thing at a time. But, yeah, they're right. They didn't feel inclusive in that group. And I, I really felt bad, you know, especially yeah. South Asians. They get, they don't get no love from that.
2: Yeah, and, and we actually had a few South Asians reach out to us asking us to highlight some of their um stories yeah you know through a podcast Uh uh-huh that's not even like huge and and they're asking for that i mean i'm just i'm it's 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 moving but it's at a snail's pace and and i want to see these i wish i had a cabillion dollars and the resources where i could make all these interesting films and i know i'll make my money back
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i'll
2: know that because like You know, I, I will take that risk. Uh, if I had, the, if I had those resources and the money, and I and and you know, I trusted the people behind the project,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I would add, I, w- I would greenlight it because number one, hey, everyone's tired of these remakes, right? <laughs> everyone's sick and tired of it. Just read between the lines, mm-hmm. and you're giving them a fresh story, and you're having someone with a different perspective, yeah,
3: that's different what, experiences. That's why we're like, I like attending to, to these Asian American film festivals um, because you get. When you, when you go to Asian-Americans, you don't go to see just Chinese or Korean. You get to see a lot. Yeah. And even even films from China, too. Yeah. Um, what really astonished me was I went to CAM. Uh, CAM is uh, Center Asian-American Media in San Francisco. Uh, went to the film festival in 2016, 17. Never experienced. Opening night at the Castro Theater. It was a South Asian-American film, Tiger Hunter. The line was wrapped around the block just to get tickets. I was like, get the fuck out of here. To see an Asian American film, i never seen that, not even here in New York. Yeah, and those packed, and the film was good. I, I was like, Wow, there's so much love in San Francisco! and it was like a mixture of like South Asian, Asian, Koreans, all that stuff. On opening night, and this film I saw, like I heard Wang Kai Wai went there to see the film Chinatown mm-hmm. Rising, yeah, yeah, it's a documentary about uh San Francisco's uh, uh Chinatown, the, the history. Uh, my friend Josh and his dad directed it with uh, my other friend James you said it's a documentary it's a documentary uh, it's about segregation to the civil rights movement to gentrification it's like a huge span. that's, of that's a huge that's like hundreds of years yeah imagine Asian American PBS Asian American condensed yeah. into two hours wow uh, it, was, it was tight um, but Wong Kar-wai was there to see it I mean a famous Hong Kong director yeah, the Hong Kong director yeah. to go see an Asian American film impressive mm-hmm. and we need that you know um, I think cam and all these asian american film festivals shows that i think i encourage all you inspiring actors act writers to attend these asian american film Mm -hmm. festivals even virtually if you can't go just support and see what's out there
1: was that like kind of your gateway drug like attending these like festivals was was that how you discovered these other uh asian asian talents asian
3: uh, artists um not really i think it was me taking an asian american studies class in college Mm -hmm. yeah because uh it was mandatory I mean it's not mandatory it was, it was electives like do you want to tell like absolutely we weren't taught in, in the educational system I'm paying for it so why not so I took the class learned about all these authors these movies these documentaries like I didn't know who was Vincent Chin before I took that class I'm like oh Vincent who gosh. Wow. you know Yeah. I didn't even know about the LA I knew about that but I didn't know the other side you didn't know story. the other side I didn't know about that mm-hmm. and I read all these books I'm like blew my mind mm-hmm. and that's when I started to tapping in my professor occurs, like oh there's a festival here this film's coming up and Justin Lin actually came to Hunter College um, and was promoting uh, Finishing the Game. I think that was his second film after Bad Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Like he was just screening in colleges in the Asian American Studies course. Because this is way before Facebook and everything. So he was just trying to promote how do I get this and how do I get my fans attention. And that was the way, you know. And that was my gateway drug. I was like, wow, I want more. more. Mm-hmm. I checked it out. Um, this is before Netflix was streaming. I had to rent the movie, the Asian American movies like Saving Face, uh, Alice Wu's first film.
1: Oh man, I have mm. to tell you, like the only way I could have gone Asian American films was going on eBay and freaking like <laughs> yeah. looking up these titles and DVDs, and yeah. then they would they would yeah. cost like so much money. But it's like I want to I want to see us exactly. represented, so I'm gonna I'm gonna
3: pay up, you know, yeah, and see. This new generation doesn't get that. <laughs> they don't get. They think like oh, yeah, 30 easy, on, yeah, thirty bucks. Come on, thirty exactly. bucks is nothing. You know,
0: that's like uh, I feel like also this generation is and, and our generation, too, is about fitting in. Right. Yeah. And then not n- not thinking that your your story, your experience is important. I think that's key to to, like, look at yourself and your history and, and not just try to fit into this world now, you know,
1: make it to fit into yours. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or a- at least like reflection. I think that's important. But, for the know, community too. But well,
3: well, we're lucky, being that we're Chinese Americans. I think I don't know what uh, for you, but for me, I was lucky because uh, we actually got to see representation on VHS tapes. My pe- my family would actually go and rent movies from Hong Kong and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I got to see that. If it wasn't for that, I'd be like, oh man, I never saw any yeah, of my face. I remember
2: as a child going into, um, I guess it was like a, uh, they had all these VHS stores. In Chinatown, where you, in the basement. Those, yeah, where, yeah in the remember basement. those? Yeah, in the basement, where you go and rent, <laughs> or you know, where you go yeah. downstairs of the store, yeah. And there was a, a a video store full of Asian movies from Hong Kong, and yeah. and I remember going, and I was just a little boy, man, and and I was, I don't know, I just I really enjoyed watching um, films where where people actually look like me, uh-huh. you know, because in the movies when I would watch, it would be I felt like, especially back then, it would be a caricature mm-hmm. of who we were, and it. I really didn't like the way we were looked at. We were always looked at uh, in the older films, and and some today too. They do mm-hmm. a really shitty job, mm-hmm. but it, we were like nerds, you know, mm-hmm. dishwasher, on, dishwasher, some low level shit, right? Mm-hmm. Ain't the love interest, no way, right? Yeah. And, or, or some, or some extra being dumped around and being picked on or Mm. either that if we were like this evil chinese guy Mm -hmm. you know it's just or this uh gangster and then oh we taught that you know chink gangster a lesson and yeah and man i was like that's not how we are i'm watching i'm just a little boy watching this and i was like man this is nuts but Mm.
0: it's 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 funny how i feel like a lot of us found our way to those films you know because we weren't seeing it and Like, we found a way to go into, you know, some references for our film, too, were from Johnny Toe. Johnny Toe. You know, I used to watch Young and the Dangerous because you wanted to see those people, right? Mm -hmm. And if they weren't here, we found a way. We found a way to find
2: ourselves. You know what I mean? And you know what? it would be a watching party at, you know, at our friends. Yo, guys, I got this new movie. I got this new, you know, The Young and Dangerous. <laughs> young and oh, 3. Got, yeah, or, yeah, or the uh, Chow fat when he had this thing. Hard-boiled. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, or the comedian, the Chinese comedian. And we just had, I mean, there were so many movies and we would all be so excited. Stephen Chow, right? Stephen yeah. Chow. Stephen Chow, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, Stephen Chow. And we would all just sit down in my friend's house. The go-to place was his house and we would just all meet up and sit down and just watch the film together. You know, it was just—it was incredible. It was awesome to see those stories because we wanted to to hear, to listen, to feel those stories, and and they weren't Asian American. They were Hong Kong films. Hong Kong films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but but we fuck with it. Yeah. You know, it was it was amazing, and it's still a fun watch. It's still a great stories. Still, you know, and 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 that just I miss opened. Yeah. I do. And that opens everything up. Now, then I started watching Korean films. Yeah, and, you know, and I'm and I'm now I have a strong appreciation for the way Koreans do their style. I mean, their cinematography is off the chain. No, yeah. oh, they are. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But you you Beautiful know that's that's a, yeah.
0: such an interesting thing because now our influences came from there, not because we wanted to, because we didn't find it here. Here. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. That's and that's right.
2: what I mean. There's an untapped potential. Yeah. yeah. There's an untapped potential for us because the world's smaller. We can bring it to this market now that you know the, there's there's filmmakers here that know the story now they can dive deeper into it and like i said they have to find a way to monetize it because it, i do agree it's all about the money and once you do that it's it's a global thing it's a global yeah. thing you'll be able yeah. to I,
0: I feel like it it was always a global thing because who who were johnny toe influenced by probably american movies like I want to make those badass characters too. Except here,
3: yeah.
1: Everyone and they did sh- Clint Eastwood. Yeah, like, the shoot them up. Questions. Like,
0: hey, let's take that. And now it, it's so funny how things come around. It's like they took that, and then we're watching them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they took it from
2: it's Americans, kind of like, like Apple and Android. All right, Android copy uh, iPhone. Yeah. iPhone would take some features here, and then now they're just kind of like, yeah, yeah. That's what competition does. That's what you know when people just kind of remix it, take something, and 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 bring their own life into it. Mm. I, I think I'm okay with that. I don't like a copycat like one for one. Yeah. But I'm okay with taking something and reimagining it mm-hmm. to to make it that authentic, right? And, and just give it that taste. I'm I'm okay with that. That um, I'm okay with that with food. I know there's a big debate that where they go where, where the purists will say, "Well, no, that should live there and only there." And and I disagree with that. I think even Tarantino had something to say about that where, I mean, he's notoriously known for... Scorsese's uh, influence. Right. Yeah. And, you know, he, he just takes something and just kind of makes it his own way. And everyone knows that it's him. It yeah, has yeah. his fingerprint on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm even like that with food. Like, people are like, nobody should be changing Chinese food or Korean food any way around. And I'm going... And I tasted some of these fusions I'm like man this is pretty damn good as man. long as it's done respectfully right? yeah. as and long as it's done respectfully and, yeah and, they're and not even, trying to
1: even the Korean director for um, uh, Parasite he he dedicated like some of the, the things that Scorsese, he did right? to Scorsese yeah. and other American filmmakers yeah, yeah. Right.
3: That, that took a lot from him I'm like not many people do that I'm like wow this guy won took all the fucking awards I'll I'll be honest wow. I did not expect it to win best domestic picture i was like
1: foreign, oh yeah that right th- that, foreign, that, yes, that, that, that was crazy for me yeah like, i was like was... i was
3: like foreign yeah i was like absolutely director who knows but when he won best domestic i was like what because it's unheard of no yeah, yeah. No, no picture n- everyone international international and, film, international film, and, like, and yeah. domestic mm-hmm. i was like it's, it's all politics no way yeah when we told like wow we made history i was like what's next then that was before Mulan I was like Mulan's coming out Sanji's coming out this is coming out Warrior Season 2's coming out all our friends filmed oh I'm so excited for Warriors too. and then boom fucking pandemic you're like <laughs>
2: yeah f- man. just put a kibosh it, it, and everything yeah a yeah. cap yeah yeah yeah, because we were building some serious momentum mm. it was we really yeah. were and even some of our I guess Asian celebrity friends were out there and they were like man it's a good time for us they're really looking for people like us and at that point I, I even stepped out of acting at that point we were just doing the podcast I was really more focused on this mm-hmm. being a family man and mm-hmm. my nine to five and they were saying Will are you stupid get back into acting now they're mm-hmm. like they are looking and I, I was like, nah but Will
3: they're looking for know. people who has. it's different now it's not about the talent or looks it's just like how many influence you have because they're tapping your follower your, your as network ad, as your ad exactly exactly Yeah. So. Exactly because they,
2: they told me and they said it's all about yeah. um you know, it doesn't matter if you're, su- and I know some s- super talented folks, mm-hmm. but they've been overlooked for several years. Oh, yeah, that's because they think, you know, they don't, number one, they don't have a large network.
3: And number two, they just. What do you mean they don't like it? They like they probably don't want the attention. I don't know.
2: It's not about how how sexy you are all the time mm-hmm. or, or all this. It's about, It really comes down to uh, how many people you can reach. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. A lot of it because there's a ton of sexy people around, and yeah, there's yeah. a ton of people with super talent. Uh-huh. But it's about if you can fill those seats.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's um, really it. And that's a, and that's a bad thing about social media, <laughs> you know, which I don't like.
2: But and that's I think that's a part of the problem. Everything's a, <laughs> it's a popularity contest now. It is, man. Even president, the the highest office in 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 America is based on a popularity contest.
3: I'll be honest. I knew I, I knew he was going to win because. <laughs> Because if you look at the past, Ronald Reagan, he was an actor. Yeah. He won. Yeah. Schwarzenegger, he became the governor because he's, that's the Terminator. Uh, Jesse Van, Ventura? Jesse Ventura. What, what was he, governor? Uh, governor. Governor, governor, yeah. governor too. Yeah. You know, all, right there, man. So I knew he was going to win. It's like it's popularity contest. But hopefully, it, uh, luckily, I, I'm not saying, hey, Republican Democrat, that's, we need to make a change now. That's all.
1: But, I want to I go back on um, – uh, the film, the film, a father son. Okay, yeah, man. Um, we we touched on like you know the influences that you had, you know, yeah. HK um, movies. How many how many times like how many conversations did you have with each other about how to approach this film and give it the authenticity that it deserves? Because it's it's written by a New Yorker, Henry Chang. Uh-huh. You guys are from New York. Uh-huh. You know, you know, you and and you guys lived it. You guys grew up in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I mean, because uh, I wrote the
3: script. Uh, the, based, fr-
1: wrote the script based off of uh, the original story from Henry.
3: No, I, I, off the characters. Because going back to the politics, I do. I, I mean, we took little scenes here and there, but mm. we didn't want to adapt a whole like book one or two. Got it. We want to just make it like a little off. But um, I, was, I was writing. There was a, another draft called the Dragon's Den, and I wrote it, and I was like, I read it. Some of the actors read it, they're like, I love it, I love it. And I was like, nah, this is too gangster. This is just the stereotypical that I don't want to go to. So I scrapped that after like two months of writing that. And Henry loved that script too. But I was like, I don't feel that's a Jack U story. So I asked my friend Eddie Shea, who's also the EP on the project. He was helping me with the writing. And then he's like, what can we do to change it up? And I was like, hey, we never, we see the glorified of Chinese gangster, Chinese American gangsters, but we never saw the repercussion of it. Let's tell a story about that, hmm. and he's like, "Oh shit, yeah, we've never seen that. We've seen that in, in uh, uh, black cinema and stuff like that, like you know, like Juice and Boys in the Hood, but we never get to see that in Asian American films." So I was like, "Let's let's concentrate on that. Where there's a there's a, a gang fight, but how are the families taking care, taking that when your kid is in trouble or dead or or uh, a victim?"
0: I think that's interesting because you you have to be an Asian American to be like, "Yo, that's enough." like we don't need any more of those stories <laughs> let's do it this way you know what I mean so you yeah. have to have that perspective and I think that's what you had
3: thanks man and, and um, it's like what Chewie said like we Jason said like we never had that representation here uh, for Asian Americans like who are influenced uh, with directors and writers and I had to take that element from my childhood Johnny To uh, Andrew Lau Wong Kai Wai all these uh, even Wong Jing who did all those Stephen Chow films to inspire the uh, the cinematic and the storyline of this project, you know.
2: Yeah, uh, how much of, of your personal experiences is um, gets put into that, and the way you grew up. I mean, you grew up as a in Queens, right? Yeah, I grew up in Queens mostly during yeah. a during a pretty rough time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how much of that plays into your filmmaking?
3: Uh, I'll say. I think Father Son is probably the closest. Um, the last tip and Love Express, all the films I did, not so much. That was more of like the romantic side of my, si- of my side. Um, <laughs> Love Express. Yeah, 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 that's good. You got to have one of those. Yeah, you got to have to want to have right. one of those. Yeah. But um, with that, I think when you watch the film, the first couple minutes, that's definitely influenced by my uh, background. I used to hang out with certain demographic people. That um, which that movie can't... is this? I'm sorry. Oh no, no, my my friends. Oh, that's oh, okay. my friends, and uh, like we had a like a culture, like the way we what, what we dressed, the way we talked, our hairstyle, everything. Um, when we casted uh, the gangsters in Father Son, it, it hurt me because I didn't want to go up to an actor. Hey, will you want to play? You want to play a gangster? Mm-hmm. And for you, you'd be like, not again. But like, no, 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 no. But this is this is why, and then I had to explain myself, and I felt right. bad on the other side, you know. And they gladly to say yes, and the funny part is and you just see in the teaser I wanted to dye your hair I was like you gotta dye your hair blonde he's like why is like that was his style back then and it they, had, they had long bangs I was like keep that don't cut it and restyle it and people were like who thought they were laughing like oh my god you're taking us back the hairstylist was saying... You threw some
2: Jinko jeans in there too? I couldn't find that. I wish. I wish. wish. You had to go eBay and then... (laughs) Either Jinko or Request. Request. The diamond R, man. The diamond R. R. No, we
3: thought about that. I even asked Vera. It was was hard. Our costume designer. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think Jinko jeans was those wide leg jeans was more of a Queens thing not Chinatown thing I think Chinatown still no Chinatown had a lot of it but there's still a little bit of tapered like the OG gangsters
2: so there was a mixed in China you would see that blend I Mm -hmm. think with the older OGs at that time Mm -hmm. coming in yeah it was tapered Mm -hmm. it was like skinny jeans like us now yeah yeah like it's funny how history kind of just fashion just goes around I prefer
3: this man because those those wide legs like in Chinese, this is called mopping. That means are you mopping the floor? Yeah, yeah, pants?
2: yeah, well, yeah. I remember it getting so dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah I used to get so dirty because we had to tuck it in in the back of our. Shirt. I did that. Oh Some people God. safety pinned it. Safety pinned it. Yeah. Um, oh. So, I mean, those were the days, we're man. Going back. I mean, but I mean, those were the days when like rollerblading and and uh, skateboarding was really cool, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of us would, uh, you know, be like rebels. It would be like twenty or thirty of us rollerblading. Mm-hmm. And 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 at the park just grinding, doing rails and mm-hmm. holding on to cars all the way. Like I remember I don't know if I was gonna say this, but like we'll catch a ride from Chinatown. We'll be we'll be hanging out like you know, in Chinatown and and we'll go to Union Square because that's where all the skaters were. Yeah. You know, a lot of the skaters would go there or, or City Hall because it had it had all the rails and the long stairs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we could do all these like tricks. And uh we would usually go from that end down, down there, just by holding on to a cab or cars on our whole way there, just avoiding up, there'd be like a chain of us too, it was just, it, it would be crazy. It was like,
3: you can't do oh now. gang, you can't. Oh no, uh, this was way before. Yeah, I know, man. All
2: you know what it is. But those are, those are interesting times.
3: That's, that was the influence of it, and I just took that element of my, of my youth and applied to uh, the story and also how the characters look right you know and then the rest i, I adapted from car- henry's uh, characters like jack Hughes' persona that's not me that's all henry mm-hmm. like how he's thinking how he's talking his mannerism and stuff like that that's why when a lot of people see like pe- some people like 50 50 like oh, oh my god you got ronnie congrats i do like ronnie chen really the, the, the comedian like hey man you'd be surprised a lot of comedians are good actors yeah like robin totally. williams yeah. eddie murphy for sure uh, and you know what I, I, Jim I didn't, Carrey Jim Carrey, yeah, Jim, Jim, Carrey. Carrey yeah. uh, Jim Carrey's so
2: underrated so, yeah. like he is so good it, it, they think he can only do things like Ace Ventura but yeah. no man. I mean when eternal when, sunshine of the spotless ooh, mind bro come on Jim killed it show. on that he killed it on that yeah. but uh, well I saw the photos with Ronnie Chang mm-hmm. right and I thought to myself this motherfucker does not look funny right now <laughs> he looked like the last. I was like, "That's pretty good casting." Yeah. No, no. I mean, because you know, it's hard. Like when you, I remember when I first saw uh, Jamie Foxx in a in a serious film. Like, uh, it and and I just collateral I, or something. Like I thought it was his breakthrough. Yeah, yeah I, I just couldn't stop looking at Jamie Foxx like a funny guy on TV, because I grew up on TV. Oh, yeah, in <laughs> yeah. yeah. living color. In well, well, living color, yeah. yeah. and also had a and, sitcom and the Jamie Foxx show. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. So I I used to watch it all the time and. And then when I saw him in the film, I was like, oh, I don't know. I came in very skeptical. Yeah. And then I was like, yo, he's got some fucking chops. Mm. Like, no, he's yeah. got range. Like, Jamie Fox can... Like, I think he. this is not going to be the last one. And then he just kept getting better. And when he did, um, was it Ray? Ray, yeah. Ooh. Ray Charles. Oh, about yeah. Ray Charles. But then sometimes
3: like we thing. do miss the old jamie Foxx, like sometimes <laughs> like i miss eddie murphy the old school eddie murphy because yeah. he's funny
2: i just go back to jamie Foxx interviews because he always slays whenever he's like on a talk show oh he's great he's, he's an entertainer yeah. he just he entertains slays. you know yeah yeah, yeah So, I, I mean he's i mean yeah i would love for him to do some of that old stuff mm-hmm. but i think that's dope in that time and i get it he's progressed where he is now but whenever he goes into the interviews mm-hmm. i feel like you get to see that's old glimpses yeah, of he, jamie he's Fox. such a phenomenal storyteller like i just fucking sit here and just you know he's so entertaining. You know mm-hmm. he's he's like he, a
0: kid again when he <laughs> gets yeah he's like a big kid. You <laughs> yeah. know,
2: uh, but just the way he does it too, it's 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 so beautiful. I feel like I'm just like hanging out with some of my old friends that I grew up with, actually. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was it was kind of mm-hmm. nice. It's kind of nice seeing like a talent that. So when I saw Rennie Chang on that, I, I'm just a photo though, and I know it's kind of yeah. hard to extrapolate a photo yeah, and yeah. and connect it to a talent. I know that, all right. Yeah, but. I'm saying that I didn't expect that. Not many people were yeah. because he's a funny guy that that he always wears a suit, and I saw him in Crazy Rich Asians. He was like this angry, cynical character. Mm. So I was like, maybe part of that can translate this, but in a serious way, to your film. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't see a film obviously, but um, I I thought just from the looks, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 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 not gonna sleep on Ronnie.
3: No, I think I think no. people were uh, after they saw the photos and and some of the. The, from the teaser, they were like, they were shocked, and that's great, you know. And he, there was one time like Chewy did a great job like setting it up, and Ronnie was just in character sitting on the table. I was like, damn, man, Ronnie, you look like a Hong Kong movie star. He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, you do because like he, his hair's not slicked back as from the Daily Show, you know. Everyone's everything's tight, like suits are tighter, shirts are tight, because we had to capture the '90s film because our film is based in 1992, 93. So everything was loose fit. So Ronnie's like wearing these like loose fit shirts and. All the stuff that you don't see him as, so when he takes it, like, oh shit, like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, and that's going back to the gangsters, like dyeing the hair. So we were trying to capture that '90s nostalgic that I remembered. And mm-hmm. sometimes I would be asking like, "Do you remember this? Do you remember this? Vera, do you remember that?" And when <laughs> when um, the, the the actors came, the gangsters, the ones that play gangsters, when they were getting dressed, Vera laughed because she saw the hair, not because. You know, she was, like, making fun. She was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. this is, like, fl- hot flashes. Like, she was like, this is crazy. Like, you yes, actually dyed their hair blonde.
2: And, you know, what? it was weird because when people would see mm-hmm. uh, guys with dyed hair, long bangs back in the day, there was a sense of fear. Mm. It, w- it would almost be equivalent to seeing, like, a blood, you know, with a red bandana on. You know that that's, a, you know, that person's affiliate or a crip. Or, or blue bandana, are, yeah. Yeah, just know that they're affiliated with a certain group. So when you saw like an Asian person with dyed hair, mm-hmm. and you, a certain color of dyed hair, and you mm-hmm. like, oh, they're probably with this group. That group's mm-hmm. very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So right away, you would want to avoid eye contact with this person. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's very interesting the way uh, that worked because now you, you, you take that person, mm-hmm. that style, you bring it to today. People are gonna laugh the shit out of you. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah man. And, and you're, so you're a K-pop. You're in K-pop. Man. Yeah, you're a K-pop star.
3: And you really you, and and the sad part is you can't really find it on Google. Like, I tried to Google 90s style. Only comes up with K-pop. And mm. I had to take some of the reference to Vera and Jason, like, and even our uh, production designer, uh, Wing. Like, this is the style. And it was just hard because no one really was willing didn't, to post up those photos. did you take the
2: old photos, Polaroids, with your friends, those disposables?
3: I could have, but <laughs> I, when I moved to Elmhurst, it's all boxed up, so I didn't want to dig it. Uh. But, yeah, there were a few photos. And plus, like, I can't really share those photos. that's true I really can't that's true you can't share those photos
0: I mean going back to like Ronnie showing him and for us it's he's the hero right like we're gonna show him as a hero Mm -hmm. as we saw the people in the Hong Kong films Mm -hmm. you know and and I think we as Asian Americans have more of a sensitivity towards that like we really wanna portray them as our heroes Mm -hmm. you know and and I think that can only come from us you know Mm -hmm. so I think that's why it's important for us to keep making films right? where were the heroes
2: right because you guys have that experience uh not only did you guys get that influence from watching other films growing up but you also live through a lot of these these moments and you get to see you, you it's almost like you're a reporter you're giving this firsthand witness account and you're able to extrapolate some of those stories during your time growing up in new york whether it was queens brooklyn or manhattan Mm. and and it's somewhat uh, you know it's interesting that you say that you can't you know even when you google it you can't find any photos of it any style because it was the style the prevalent style too when when they did a
3: fresh off the boat episode when eddie huang's character was trying to get jingles i laughed yeah because like (laughs) my god no one has done that and that was a good episode he was trying to buy that and it it was like 80 bucks back then for those Jeez. it was yeah crazy yeah man
2: yeah and we will get all tattered and <laughs> yeah oh man those are the t- those are good times man yeah. and 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 that's part of it you know we need people to tell these stories because we can't let our history be non-existent it, you know it, if people didn't know better mm-hmm. the future generations asian americans think that we just plopped in here like it was all good mm. you know and I'm, I'm glad we live in a digital area where we can catalog all of this. Like, you know, I almost look at this podcast as as a catalog of, of, of history. Mm-hmm. Because as time goes by, when we're long and gone, you know, people may look back mm-hmm. to this to see what Asians, Asian-Americans at that time were going through. Mm-hmm. And even before that. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what was it like for them growing up in New York City? Mm-hmm. What was it like for them trying to be a filmmaker or... Um, what was their relationship with with um, police officers or politics or work mm-hmm. and, and all this dynamic? And hopefully, hopefully, if they're watching this a hundred years from now, <laughs> they're going, "Wow, I'm glad that they moved the needle so much that we don't feel less than today. Mm-hmm. That we are all equal. Mission accomplished." But it would be sad there's always a but it would be sad yeah if you know it was I, the same conversations that were it's that just recycling having. Oh because yeah. because and I'll tell you what because I read a comment uh earlier on not, not within hour, just in general what's going on well, I think one of those Asian uh news sites right that pushes out media that happens to Asians like whenever something um negative happens to Asians they post it mm. right it was very sensationalized, but you know I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so and I and I and I got into the comment section. I got into like yeah, so um and I looked at it and there you know, someone commented, it doesn't feel like twenty twenty. It feels like it's nineteen twenty. Mm-hmm. And that made me go, Holy shit, mm-hmm. that's a hundred years ago. Already nineteen twenty was a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. And they were fighting the same fight. Mm-hmm. So, I'm hoping, I'm being, I guess, a bit optimistic that by 2120,
3: that. I mean, it's it only be the only reason we have voices, man, well, because we never voice our opinion because, like, our immigrant fans, like, hey, keep your head down, just get the money, get a stable job, raise a new family. Like, repeat, we're not cattle. But now with Twitter, I mean, again, good thing about Twitter, we able to voice it, like, hey, we don't like this, or, well, this is positive. Now we can share it, and now we have a voice. You know, I think that's good. You know, um, yeah, I think it's slowly shifting, bro. I think I totally we've been do.
2: hiding for too long. Yeah, we are. We haven't definitely been hiding too We've long. been hiding for too long. And now that there's a few of us speaking up, we need to charge forward hmm. alongside. But we've got to be responsible for how we say
3: things. Absolutely right. Because sometimes we mix emotions with going on, like with the 89-year-old grandma. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to watch that video because enough was enough. You know, I seen people getting stabbed, slash. I was like, all right, I, I'm aware of it, but I don't want to see that video. And oh, man, it, it, yeah. But you know what? But someone posted up there, everyone's doing rallies and showing, like, hey, we, we got to stop this. And that's good. And that's what we need to see more. Yeah. You know? For sure. And then who's supporting behind us or side by side? Black people and yeah. white. Yeah. And that's documented. In 100 years from now, yes. people will see that. That's
2: that unit. And we've been out to those rallies, right? Yeah. Yeah. And for the most part, it, it, it's like two thirds are Asian, and a third is whites, blacks, mm-hmm. Hispanics. They're there. Mm-hmm. They're there alongside with yeah. us, and they're just as loud, if not louder.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's gonna be more people, but with the whole COVID thing, people are scared because of the loved ones and stuff like that. That's why I wish I could attend, but I'm still with family. And right, right. No, no, that's that. totally understandable. Yeah. Yeah. I think,
2: I don't think you know anyone that's a part of that movement shames anyone else for not attending mm-hmm. for certainly not
3: but but there is some you know there is a small percentage will be like well, well you weren't there I'm like come on man <laughs> I think
2: what they're asking for the the, the primary focus mm-hmm. is to not get in the way of course support us if you believe in it and you, you know so you just support us but don't get in the way of of the momentum the momentum the of this movement. and that's right and, and there is uh, some people trying to disrupt it or, or spread false rumors, uh, from what I hear.
3: Yeah, yeah, I heard it. I heard those rumors too. Uh, yeah, but yeah, going back to the project uh, to change it a little bit up, like I'm I'm proud of what we presented, and I think, yeah, people probably think, oh, you got time out, you got wrong. It's, it's not about that. It was actually for Henry. Yeah, this may or may not do something for my career, you know. But I did it for Henry mostly because the stories I heard when I met Henry, it wasn't because like, oh, I'm gonna hang out because you wrote the Jack, dude. I just want to hang out with him because. He was you talked to him. He's a very lovable guy, very talkative, very yeah. funny. He's almost relatable, like your kind of your dad or your grandfather. Yeah. Who's very open. Not the I, one I would
1: say uncle. Like I
3: don't know. My my he, dad would be very open to me. I'm saying, I'm saying the, the the one that you want.
1: You know, like the, like, <laughs> like the dad the, that you want. Yeah, the All dad right. that
3: you want. Like kind of time on, you know. Um <laughs> that, so yeah. hang out with him, I was like, Great. And he was very supportive. He's like, hey kid, I love I love what you're doing. He gave me a couple of, like one or two free books. And then I heard the struggle and what you said about the network that was supposed to pick it up and things fell through. I was like, enough is enough. I was like, Henry, you saw my work. Can can I take a crack at it. Mm. He's like, sure. And then we we worked it out. And at first he was he was thinking like, oh, this is gonna be super easy. No, motherfucker. And then he was. What did you say? Was it gonna be easy? Because he's looking at other people's work and your work. Like, oh, it's probably simple. Like shoot here do this get the act it's like no dude it's not it's not easy. and he was yeah. on set and and of course he's the ep he and sort of the finance he's like holy shit this is a lot of work yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah people
2: have no idea for for one minute of film that's at least a few hours mm-hmm. total mm-hmm. in terms of preparation planning post-production mm-hmm. just to get one minute complete in a film that is a few hours it's not a whole day yeah of 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 filming depending on the scene
3: yeah, I mean, that's why I, when Chewie was on board, I was like, this first time we worked together, and some people would be like, oh, I don't know, we might bad heads or not work. We made it work. You know, there was, like, no ego there. I was like, how do we make this work? And Chewy, and Jason saw me, like, my frustration at times, but he knew, like, I had a lot of on my shoulder, the finance schedule and stuff, so he was very patient. He's like, Pat, let me draw a map for you. I was like, all right, let me see it. Oh, yeah, it was, no, not the scene. Yeah, let's cut here and the push in, and it worked. And then next day, back on track
2: that's mm-hmm. so important yeah that's so important to have someone like that uh, I think that's uh, underrated uh, personality trait mm-hmm. to have someone that could be understanding mm-hmm. and accommodating yeah at the same time yeah because and, a lot of people will go how dare you <laughs> you know
3: well, did you I get mean, that I mean how I, dare you
0: draw me a map from the past <laughs> yeah. well, well the thing is for me as as a DP yeah um, I'm always trying to bring your vision to life because at the end of the day, I, kn- I know what that's like. Your name's on the film, right? Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. the one getting in front of people and you're talking about it, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, if it doesn't feel like your film, I failed.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, wow. Do wow. You know what I mean? But your name is also on the film too.
0: It is on the film, yeah. right? But my job is not the director, right? Mm-hmm. My job is to see what your vision is. And if your vision was nostalgia of like uh, those Hong Kong films... That's what I want to bring. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like. Of course, I'm going to put my stamp on it. There's no way I can't do that. But it should all start with trying to serve your vision.
3: Should we tell them the, the hazer story?
0: <laughs> the hazer. Oh my god. What? <laughs> what? I'm saying what story? <laughs> I'm always. I'm always. You know,
3: well, as a DP, it, explain what's a hazer first. I yeah. What's a hope. hazer? I don't know.
0: It's like a smoke machine, but it like oh. lingers longer. Okay. Um. But me as a DP, I'm always like trying to push, trying to push in. Pushing means more money sometimes, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, like a hazer costs an extra how many how many dollars a day, and we're trying to keep it on budget, yeah, right? Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I need this, I need that, I need this, you know. <laughs> so it's all about trying to figure out that balance. Like, where can we use it? It's like, so we use a hazer mainly in two scenes. the oh, in two scenes, right? Yeah. yeah
3: the 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 association scene and the teaser association
0: and- people were smoking, so it's like okay, let's put a hazer in there, and it, yeah. and it looks amazing, you know. I bet. Yeah. But
3: um. And uh, the the apartment scene.
0: So it it is about like that that balance of everything.
3: So, I mean, I know you're still in the
2: uh, process of coloring it, but the texture that you're giving it is old school Hong Kong.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like um, Jason saw the the picture lock and the rough cuts, and when we did the teaser, we had the teaser for a while, um, but we weren't ready when to post it. But he even knew like, hey, make sure you put that that grain look, and we did. And my colorist uh, Phil totally get it. You know, and he told us like, hey, well, this is the early stages; it's not gonna look the same. I was like, yeah, and I wrote a reference, like I gave him some reference of PTU, just like I did with uh, Jason here, uh, Johnny Toe, so it's gonna have that look.
0: Mm-hmm. And that goes back to uh, what you were saying is like not being afraid to stand on those those giants, those people that are are giants in the industry, mm-hmm. you know, and like taking that vision and making it yours. You know, we You're translated right. it, and yeah, for you know, I was I was looking on IMDb like what film stocks they were using what lenses they were using you know
2: i was gonna ask you that what what did you use
0: so we we shot on the alexa mini okay. and uh very nice yeah shout out to panavision for <laughs> yeah, <definitely>. giving <laughs> us
3: that oh that. And, and uh what's uh, the light company uh the Line company are, for the for the 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 crime scene in apartment uh, Mar- oh Martise? roscoe roscoe with yeah.
0: martice hill yeah one of our my friends from film school he you know donated some lights to us yeah. um but yeah, we shot on Alexa, and we had some like old vintage lenses. And this is this is me learning as a cinematographer too. So, um, being able to experiment, mm. you know, having the budget to experiment—that's yeah. a very important thing. And you, had, and
3: you had a good team, like a good solid team for the most part. We especially, had great, uh, we had a great team. Cindy, How, Cindy was how long amazing.
2: did it take you to get comfortable with the camera?
0: I mean, I've I've shot. I was lucky. I've shot on the Alexa before, and how
2: about with those lenses, though? Um,
0: with those lenses. Uh, I think it was about like you know in the beginning we were like yo let's because the old hong kong they were sh- shooting anamorphic on film right
3: it's like anamorphic like yeah let's shoot log. anamorphic yeah. and pat's
0: like yeah let's shoot anamorphic <laughs> and then and then it's like how much is anamorphic it's like five thousand dollars a day <laughs> <What?"> you know <laughs> something wow. something crazy just or, like anamorphic lenses yeah like, anamorphic lenses yeah. uh for like the, the the time we would need them would be like ridiculous like i don't know like five thousand dollars a day wow something like half the budget <laughs> I don't insane. know, something crazy right yeah so it's about learning like okay where can we play where's mm-hmm. our where's our wiggle room here did you end up
2: using anamorphic glass? no we didn't no, we so
0: didn't. but we used old glass you know we're trying to give it that so we're just trying to push it to the very edge mm-hmm. and it, again
3: it's at balance and um i think i think it worked out no you know you did a fantastic job because um we didn't talk about but Jason came in and he, th- he bought this little uh, trick uh, I forgot the, oh the bro- diopter diopter uh, which uh, Brian De Palmer uses a lot of his films like Unforgettable Scarface and I was like what is that and then I already saw the monitor I was like oh okay I-, I get that effect. you're trying to get all the actors in in a cost efficient way Yeah, and I appreciate that like he even but that was,
0: that was an ex- a day of experiment yeah, like yeah. Basically, I, I just, hope this works. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. well, I had it in the bag, and then we came up with a problem, right? So it was about being prepared. It's like, man, we can't shoot the entire room. It's like kind of empty, you know. Yeah. It's like production design. It's like, you know, we had production design, but yeah. we, we couldn't do the whole room. Yeah, so did like
2: you, did you guys shoot? Like, on a thirty-five millimeter, or? Um, I mean, we shot. Or use a bunch of different depending on a bunch series. of different
0: lenses. Yeah, yeah. Wow. but like having that special effect where you can bring two people. Well having room, them focus, yeah. Having them both in focus so you don't have to shoot the entire room. I mean, that was just like me just having that in the bag in case. Yeah, no. I didn't
3: know we were going to use it. And that was trust. I'd be like, what did you spend? What did you do that? He's like, no, nah, I got it. I was like, all right, cool. And it looked fantastic. And I think that was the important thing. Mm-hmm. You know, It saves a lot of time. It yep. me a lot of time. I think time was more crucial besides the finances time.
2: Were you like, maybe I should push in on this shot, or maybe I should take it from you? Or was it
3: like a mixed bag between I, the two? I,
0: I think there was a lot of discussions beforehand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like we would just meet and talk about shots mm-hmm. and like scenes from
2: films. But things would change while you're on set. Things would change, yeah. But, yeah. You, know? you
0: know, I mean, I think Pat at some point, you know, there was some trust built in and then I would put on the lens and he, he'd like it and, and I'd ask him, I'd be like, hey, do you like this? Do you like this angle? Mm-hmm. I would give him choices, you know? Oh, okay. And at the, again, at the end of the day, it's Patrick's film, you know? Right. I can push so far but um, and I can offer suggestions. But mm-hmm. that it's like if I was a director on a film, I would want people to understand that that's going to be the vision.
2: That's good. You're you aware know? that, you you know, you can't have... Two people trying to drive the car.
0: Yeah. And yeah. not to say I wouldn't push back, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we would have discussions about mm-hmm. it. But
2: again, that's the collaboration. I think that's normal and healthy to have some of that pushback, but respectfully. And yeah. if you, and if I know, for example, if I'm collaborating with someone and I know that uh, the main primary pers- purpose of what we're trying to do is make this as special as possible, and I know the intention is rightfully there, mm-hmm. then I feel like we're starting off... And we're having a discussion, whether we agree or not, in a very healthy manner. Mm. Therefore, I would listen to you and try to consider your point as much as possible uh, while looking at mine and really trying to take a step back from my own ego and go, which one is he right? Is this really better for the film?
3: Yeah. And and the funny thing is, like I told Jason, hey, get whatever you want, but it has to be within You know, and I just hey, it has to be cost, 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 and then at the end he's like, "Well, I want this, I want that, I want the hazer." I was like, "Cost," and then I think I think on the third day of production, I, I forgot who asked you, but someone asked you like, "Hey, can we get that?" And then Jason, or Mac, was like, "How much is it?" I was like, "Jason, oh, you got there it. you oh, go, you know now." And, and I mean, <laughs>
0: to be fair though, there were some points where I was like man i really want this and i would i would dig into my own pocket you know yeah, like that one did
3: no pocket like i dig in my pocket futons too mm-hmm.
0: i would i would be like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this there and if he doesn't want it, he doesn't want it but I, i'm gonna at least give options you know wow.
3: and for the most part i took it right Your yeah, i think most most part yeah. i mean it was yeah yeah
2: yeah I, I mean i just look at you guys together i mean i i'm actually almost surprised to hear that you guys only work together once on that. Yeah. I mean, it just, I could see. Most of the people um, on the
3: production worked with once. Uh, Wayne, the production designer, Vera Chao, uh the costume designer, Yixing, uh, our, our second AD, everyone, you know. Uh, that works with anyone. It's probably the post-production people I probably worked with at least twice or three times.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's huge, post-production, because you need to get people you can rely on so yeah. it doesn't just sit there.
3: Yeah. Well, except for our, our editor, Patricia. That's the first time I'm working with her. She, has the full access to the film. You know, first time I'm, I'm giving her. Um, but yeah, man.
2: So who do you look to for feedback? Because at the end of it, you're gonna, You're sometimes you're so close to the project, you Th- can't tell if it's, uh, you know, shitty or if it's- Well, in the really past, well, I,
3: I used to edit my own films. And then I had my friend Jerry, uh, who helped me, who he was like my, my partner. But then Jerry had to do his own thing, his personal stuff, so I didn't wanna dive into that anymore. So I was like, again, trust. Who can I trust to execute my vision, And give them the opportunity. So I hit up Patricia. I was like, "Hey, Patricia, you want you want to do this?" She's like, "Yeah, absolutely." I was like, "All right, cool. Here you go." Um, And then I was expecting to be out in person, go go do dailies, but then COVID happened remotely, and we were editing back and forth for three months. You know, and she was very patient. And then uh, the feedbacks when I thought at least for the third rough draft, I was like, "All right, let me get Jason and Yixing in, uh, who were part of it." Like. I had to get Jason in because he was a camera oh uh, for sure and he knew like what shots was in or oh shoot um, there was this in the shop remember that like things I probably didn't see and Yi Xing oh she's an amazing person Um, she was listening to like the Cantonese because she's from Hong Kong and she's like she's like a jack of all trades and uh, I trusted her input Um, so it was I tried to keep it tight but I definitely didn't want the actor to see it yet Mm -hmm. because you know how they are you know yes (laughs) some get self-conscious about it Yes. You know how you are. they uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm
2: from both. I'm behind and in front. Other right? act, yeah, yeah. actors, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it'll be like, yeah, I don't care. I don't like that part. Take, Take it, it out. out. Yeah. And then, and then, and then the director like, it's really not that bad. Like, it's good, and, and you kind of need that shot. And mm-hmm. then, like, uh, yeah, they get super self conscious.
3: Yeah. So I, I made sure that I was not involved in that process. With, like Patricia, you edit yourself and then see your first draft. And I saw mm. it and I trusted her. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to see if she That's can... That's hard for directors to do.
2: Um. Yes and no. Most but... of the directors I know, they <coughs> do not trust anyone else with their baby like that. At that level, like where they completely release it to someone else and go ahead, let me see your draft.
3: I mean, it's, it's digital. So why not? You can change things like in a quick second. Uh, I mean, like Quentin Tarantino had a a female editor that he trusted for days End. you know? Mm-hmm. So why can't I give that trust to my editor? I think Spielberg and... Uh, what was his name? Uh... The guy who did Matt Max his wife was the editor, you know, and she also got her first editing gig mm. and she won an Oscar because he trusted her first editing gig. And she won an Oscar. That's I mean, she crazy. first editing gig for a feature. Mm-hmm. I think she probably did commercials, whatever. Yep. But I was like, wow. So I had to trust everybody. You know, I even should we tell him the wheelchair story?
0: <laughs> what, what's the wheelchair story?
3: <laughs> so, so because we're so tight, like everyone knows independent filmmaking that use a wheelchair for a dolly shot or a tracking shot right yeah so you know we always carried around in case we needed it because we didn't have the proper equipment in the, in the early stages um so when we did the fight scene i mean the, the alexa once you built it the camera lenses you know jason you can see he, i don't know how much you can lift
0: i'm like two pounds right <laughs> no not, i don't know how
3: much you can lift but no it's a big it's a big camera oh, big, it's tiring crazy, too, yeah. to hold yeah.
2: that 20 like 30 pounds did you have it like on a vest
0: yeah, it's like uh, 30 40. Pounds. Uh I don't think we had a, Oh, we did have them. We yeah, had, the best. had the we had yeah, the, we yeah. had the easy rig, yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: And even him was just like, "Oh, tell him to run slower. I can't catch up with the." I was yeah. like, "Oh." Uh. <laughs> and then and then our uh gaffer, yep. Uh, our gaffer said, oh, well, I can scoop Yeah, you know, uh, we can I can scoop uh Jason up in a wheelchair and I'll just roll with them." And he looked at me, Pat. I was like, "Hey, we have insurance. I trust you. Go ahead." <laughs> and it was fun, and every we all laughed because he was doing it he scooped them up and you know,
0: I think, I think that's a testament to the spirit of the production. And yeah, there was just a lot of collaboration. There's openness and you know, everyone just wanted to make it good. Mm -hmm, You know, I I don't know if you felt that way when you're on set.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Norm, I forgot.
0: Yeah.
3: I had a bit part. It's just a bit part,
0: but (laughs) we, yeah, I mean, we were just like, it was tough, but we were having fun and (coughs) we were enjoying each other's company. That you know? important. and there was no egos, right? No egos now. So I think, I don't know. Yeah, I, I want more of that. <laughs> I felt it felt like a family, and I think that's mm-hmm. what Pat built up in in this. I, I can't wait community. to see it, guys.
2: I mean, uh, I guess the route probably you're gonna take is uh, festivals.
3: Yeah, we're trying to, but then everything's like virtual right now. So uh, mm-hmm. I think well, we almost the end of the year, so most likely 2021 The next circuit yeah next circuit but uh we'll see and my plan is also to show the community because everyone chipped in we, all the food was catered in chinatown no, no starbucks like we mm-hmm. actually got coffee from the so ba-
1: all the money went back into the community he yeah. filmed yeah, in man. the community and a lot I of the i keep the my work i definitely. even
3: wrote that kickstarter i was like hey we're we need money for food mm-hmm. yeah i can buy mcdonald's and, and uh or pizza, Wendy, or pizza, or something like that. Well, we had pizza once because I couldn't eat Chinese food anymore. <laughs> <laughs> after, after, after China, well, it was Chinese fast food, right? No, no, no. Just like, bro, every, yeah, no, I get like, it. Uh, no, like, no, um, oh, like, what's, uh, mesum, sing. There was a lot of baos, too. Yeah, a lot uh, of baos. I couldn't <laughs> eat anymore. I was like, done. Man. A lot of baos and milk tea. I, and, I, and I asked the people first, like, "Hey, can we get pizza, please?" And they're like, "Yes, let's get pizza." So Yixing <laughs> ordered, got some pizza, and It was good pizza. That's funny, <laughs> but yeah, all the, all the, all the drinks and stuff except for water and stuff like that, uh, was from the community. Like, you know, I want to give the money back, you yep. know, and the community give us a discount. You know, shout out to downstairs NB Wing Wong. Mm-hmm. They give us mm-hmm. a great uh, catering service. Asian Roma, May, who runs that place, she catered us on the first day. Everyone was happy. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, that's important, giving back to the community. I I, I mean, I. That's a, that's a beautiful thing, man. And I, you kept your word. And I think... Uh, I think credibility, your credibility and your integrity speaks for itself, mm-hmm. and that's why I can't wait to see that film. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm excited. No pressure, but uh, <laughs> I've been getting
3: that since, since since the Kickstarter ended. Day one of he's used uh, to it. He's <laughs> used to it. <laughs> day one pressure, of pre Yeah, pre-pro. no, I, you know what? I, yeah. I
2: think, I think you have your ear closely to the ground, and I think you can sense uh, what's going on, and I think you know what you have in this film and the potential of it, and. I also think when it does get into those film festivals, uh, it's it's gonna it's going to do really well, and it's going to be one of the stands. I think people are going to write about it, and I think a lot of people. Uh, hopefully, um, I think I think it's going to be one of those short films that that sells out.
3: I, I'm hoping too, um, but we'll, I'm going to worry about that until yeah. we finish finish it. But the film wouldn't be as is if it wasn't for the people involved. You know,
0: yeah. Like I, I was going to say before that. Um, this is about also people reaching back and helping the people that are coming up, right? Thai, Vera, Wing. I mean, they're actors, production designers, uh, wardrobe people. Mm-hmm. You need those people to make your movie look good, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they went into the industry, like we're not in the industry. You no. know, these guys are in the industry. Mm-hmm. They built up their skills and they came back and they mm-hmm. supported young filmmakers mm-hmm. you know and they gave us a chance so mm-hmm. shout out to them giving us an, an opportunity to make the film absolutely. much better raising the level
3: absolutely because you know? i didn't know what was the budget how much the thing was cost but wings like i like i like to help you i was like i don't know if we can afford you he's our production designer and this is the trust going back jason was saying we need one I'm like how i mean like you kind of have it set up it's like no nah, no, you don't know how, how the play is it's a collaboration i was like Ur, uh, okay so I finally said yes, and Wayne did a fantastic job. Like, I didn't know that his props on the, let's say, a, a lamp on the corner plays effect with, with the cinematography with Jason. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, it it, and it's
0: easy for someone like Wayne because he has, he's built up that skill set. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So people up there, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like you, you've heard about that, people reaching back. Yeah. We need more people reaching back and, yeah. like, pulling us up
3: yeah you gotta get wing on this podcast like the guy has so much history oh man him and because him he's he's, him He'd want to come on i gotta ask i don't know yeah yeah yeah. i mean vera vera too Uh, well vera's currently out of state she's working on a tv show Mm -hmm. um but with with wing and ty they they actually have a history with henry would
2: ty want to come on
3: I don't know about that. Yeah, that guy, that that guy pretty, busy man.
2: I know. That's what I'm saying. It's, he doesn't a, live. He doesn't live in New York. He lives. And in he New lives in the West Coast. Kelly, right? I mean, mm.
3: it makes more sense for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy is. He is a New York native. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You grew uh, up in Staten Island. Or, yeah, yeah. Or and like. man, if you ever get the t- chance to hear the stories about him growing up, it's precious. Mm.
2: That's that's what i meant because Jeff told me some of the stories about Ty, and I'm mm. going, wow. Like yeah. people need to hear it.
3: Not just that, but it's also nice it's, because it's, he's trusting you and he's giving you that that's that slice of his life and i, I felt really honored just to hear it you know all you had to do is shut the fuck up and listen <laughs> you know um but those guys have a connection with henry because they grew up together like Hen- henry and ty would tell them, like yeah i knew him seventeen, eighteen. 17 18 i'm like god damn you guys have gone that far it's amazing you know and but
0: it's- because they're in the creative space too i think for us we can look up to them and be like oh man yeah we want to be there we want to be successful as artists and creatives they like are you guys they kind
1: of set the blueprint for you guys and they like you strive yeah, to, to get mean, to and, that level and they
0: have that spark mm. for that creativity that you know we hope we can keep going for a long time yeah they're mm-hmm. still in it
3: and not many people friends are friends or are in different fields like wings production design ties actor yeah we saw author um, victor's is in, is in, uh, behind the camera I was like, wow, these guys are friends and they didn't, didn't go like a banker or, or you know accountant or whatever, you know? Yeah.
2: and I'll tell you what, they, they seem very happy and healthy and their yeah. friendship still remains alive and they have incredible stories. Whereas you go to a predictable life, I mean, I know my brother is a banker and, and uh and I know other people in finance and they have and they all cannot wait to retire
3: they're already thinking of an exit strategy
2: mm. they, they they they're doing it as a survival
3: gig but that's the thing we need those so. people because they're the people kind of behind go house they're the ones that are financially secured and if they could like your brother can give back i'm not saying all your paycheck just like a little percentage mm-hmm. like hey i'm gonna let me buy you out a, a theater just for my community we need that because right. they're they're they all they can yeah, change but, the game
2: but what i'm saying is yeah. i think we need more people to do what they love Instead of following the safe, stable route, I think if you have the instinct for it, yeah,
0: you should, you should try and pursue it. Right. Yeah. If,
2: yeah, doing what you love, but assuming that you're, you're actually competent at it, mm-hmm. right where you can people will want to see your work and pay you for it. Yeah. Or at the end of the day, you're going to have bills to pay., yeah. I don't want to mislead everyone and say <laughs> Do what you love and, and you know completely you know you're going to be okay. Have a cup chicken coins out you know, and then doing what you love, but I'm still doing that. Yeah, Yeah, starving artist life. But that said, um, we thank you guys for coming by. Thank you, Um, thanks guys, appreciate having us. Yeah, and and sharing your story, it is beautiful. And you know, I I really can't wait to see this. A father son. Is there anything you guys want to plug? Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, you can definitely find uh, the project at Detective Jack U Official on Instagram and Facebook page. Uh, we usually keep the update, like what's going on with the production and you can find me on Twitter on Chen Shihao or Instagram, Pat Mender. And Jason, but, how do people find you?
0: I'm on Instagram too, but I'd never update. So <laughs> if you want to look at that, <laughs> plug yourself. it's uh, at Chew Chomp. Okay. Chew Chomp. Do you have yeah. a website as well? I do. Jason
2: Go on over to our YouTube if you're interested. And in one of the clips that we have of, of Pat and Chewy, uh, click on anyone and you can find their information there yep. and um you can follow them and i'm telling you guys these are the guys to watch out for Thanks, because man. they're on they're on that path and uh they're on the right game yeah the world is certainly moving towards that and uh i think i think they're at the forefront of it so check it out all right lucky boys out